You're listening to episode 83 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. One of the most broken narratives I hear from entrepreneurs and my students and clients is that they feel like they don't know what their unique gifts are or what their special spin is when it comes to how they're going to stand out in a saturated market. So I created a worksheet that I've used for myself and for those clients to help you know with clarity what sets you apart so you can identify your true superpower as both an individual and as an entrepreneur. So you can snag it by shooting me a text. So send a text to 38470 using the word superpower. 38470, and that's all one word, superpower. You have that secret sauce. You just need to nail it down with some confidence, and this worksheet is totally free, and it's going to help you do that. Do you ever just meet a sweet soul that you feel completely connected to the first time you meet them and you just kind of admire how they do everything that they do? Well, today I am introducing you to someone who did that for me, but I am also having her here because I'm so certain you're going to feel the same way when you hear her speak. And then subsequently when you start to follow her and watch how she does what she does. Amanda Walker is a health style coach. And her mission on this planet, literally, like when you see how she does what she does, it is this spark that she has to empower women to feel, get this, amazing naked. That's right, I said it, naked, but it's not what you may think. She uses a holistic approach, meaning like the whole approach plus holistic And it's this no BS way that she does things and works with these women to unearth the root causes. You know, we're always talking about that on the show. You got to get to the root cause of their struggles with their body, with their food mindset, and really focuses heavily on that whole person. So she's not just getting them into a body that they love, but a life that they love. And we've been preaching it here for a while. Everything is interconnected. But one of the things I absolutely love about Amanda, aside from basically everything, is how she has this multifaceted approach to serving her people, meaning she's not just going to talk to you about mindset or have this health plan to help you hit a goal, but she's going to come at you from every possible angle, giving you the tools and the understanding you need to be the best possible version of you. She and I are in a mastermind together and we were in Puerto Rico not too long ago and she led this morning meditation that completely spoke to me. And then we had a chance to talk more over dinner and realized how many of the different life principles we we share in raising our children. She's a wife and a mama of two. And I knew I had to have her on the show for all of you. 
So going into Mother's Day, I thought it would be a perfect time for us mavericks, us go-getters, us ambitious people to talk about the idea how to pause for a second and figure out how to get to the root causes of what's slowing us down, how to prioritize ourselves and our health, and really how to step into the most vibrant and best version of ourselves because that's where we get to produce the most. That's where we get to step into a higher level of creation in all that we're doing and really talk through what it means to do all of this while also being a working mom. So you guys are going to fall in love with Amanda. By the end of this, you're going to be feeling amazing naked. Let's get to the show. Okay, Amanda, I have been eagerly awaiting this chat because first of all, I adore you and know what you're going to speak right into the souls of our listeners today. So welcome to Scaling Up, sister. So happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited, especially right now to see your face and connect. I know it's nice. Uh, So I personally love hearing the journey, you know, that story of people like you who decided to take a leap into entrepreneurship and take their passions, their skill sets, their experiences, and turn that into a platform where they can not only build a business that provides for their family, but also a platform where they can serve people. And you're certainly doing that. So I would love to hear more. And I know our listeners would love to hear more about just you and your background and how this all came to be for you. Yeah, I'd love to share. And I think when we start to, when we stand where we're at currently, all of the clarity comes of why the things unfolded in your journey as they did. And I've been a coach in some form my entire life. I started coaching youth basketball when I was 15 or something. And that just has evolved. I became a teacher, taught high school anatomy and physiology for 10 years, all the while knowing and having conversations with my husband of, um, and this is all the love to teachers because I did it for so long and loved it, but like, okay, there's more. Like, I feel like I was put on this earth for more and I couldn't deny that kind of inner voice that was speaking to me very loudly. And I um, had also been in the health and fitness industry teaching group fitness classes. So health had been a core component of my life. And once you have those kids though, everything changes. (laughs) And (laughs) I really had to reevaluate my life with my husband's really atypical schedule. And we decided we would start to shift and I would become, you know, the stay at home mom with the understanding that I was going to grow and do something more eventually. Fast forward, I, well, I I should say rewind. I struggled um, with a lot of uh, miscarriages trying to get pregnant and found that at that time in my life, my emotions um, really were solved by eating a lot of Ben and Jerry's, gained a tremendous amount of weight during that time, Um, you know, over 70 pounds with my children and really was struggling in the skin that I was in. And so started doing a lot of work on myself and my health and really started to reel in that passion I had in undergrad and um, was like, okay, there's something here. And in doing that, I started my business um, working really specific in the food area. Just kind of took a leap of faith when people started saying, Amanda, come help me, come help me, come help me. You know, like you're clearly figured something out. Um, and I want that help too. And as I dove in with clients on a very specific food level, there was this kind of inner aha moment that there was great results initially, but why weren't people sticking to it? And really experienced that myself when I had all this physical transformation. I'd gotten to the place where everybody would be like, oh, that's like the end game, that shredded six pack self. And yet I was supremely unhappy. 
And that was the moment where I started to put all the pieces together of like, there's deeper causes that aren't really being addressed here. And there's some emotional and mindset pieces that really need nurtured and tended to, to help people cultivate a healthy life. And from that, my coaching practice has grown now. And here I am. I would have never thought I'd be in this moment, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, even, and being able to work with women at a much deeper level to help them create, you know, a healthy lifestyle and feel good in their skin and in their mind. I love the work you're doing and how you're doing it because it's so, it's so important. I think we focus so much as a society on vanity metrics and think that that's going to carry us through for the long haul you know, how we want to fit in our clothes or how we want to look or what we want to weigh or those kind of things. When in reality, health is interwoven into all the different categories of our life. This is something that we talk about a lot on Scaling Up is that it's more than those metrics. It's how you view yourself, how you view the world, how you feel, um, your energy, your confidence and all these different things. So back when we were in Puerto Rico, Amanda and I are in a mastermind together for business growth. And I just felt so connected to you and your mission and how you're helping people get to that root cause of what might be holding them back. And especially for our listeners who are so ambitious and entrepreneurial, and they're those go-getter types Mm -hmm. who kind of just like, okay, put your head down, push for the goals until we hit them. And then they get to this point typically, and I've seen it so many times that I've experienced it myself, where they get stuck or they feel stuck. And for some people, it's really early out of the gates. For others, they've achieved seemingly from the outside looking in everything you could ever want or everything that's been on their list to achieve, but they wonder why something doesn't quite feel right. Kind of like what you were talking about. Do you see that a lot? Like where people in this space of, you know, people who are ambitious and have so much potential and they want to go to the next levels where they seem to hit the ceiling or this wall that they need help breaking through? Yeah, I I see it often because society tells us if we want to make health changes, that the way we do it is by manipulating our food and our fitness. And I think that you and I and all the listeners can agree that, you know, you're bombarded with Instagram and Facebook ads and this diet and that diet. And what we do is just think, okay, I'm just going to, you know, eat some chicken and broccoli and, you know, be consistent in my food and then everything's going to just solve itself. But if you continue that pattern, what you're really missing is the foundation. And that's what's keeping people in that stag- in a place of stagnation. And so they come in at food and fitness. And I, I share this pyramid that I've made, and I'll just try to describe it visually. You know, imagine a pyramid. The base, though, like Maslow's, you know, hierarchy. Um, the base, in my opinion, is mindset and emotional health. The next layer, layer being sleep. The next layer above that, food. Uh, balanced plates is what I really focus on. The next layer above that is exercise. And at the top, the peak is joy, which holds it all together. But what happens as we come in at that third place and we skip over mindset and emotional health and we skip over sleep, especially entrepreneurs, so easy to burn the candle at both ends. And so what happens is by skipping those bottom layers, we keep kind of beating our head against the wall, expecting a different outcome, and we're bypassing the two most fundamental pieces, how we regulate our emotional health, mental health, which is also simple as when it's six o'clock, you put in a long day of work and you don't have a game plan for dinner and you keep heading up Chick-fil-A, like there's emotions there too. Um, 
And when we stay up late trying to like write that last email or, you know, get that last client contract out and there's a repetition in that and we're only getting four to five hours of sleep, your body simply will not work at its maximum capacity if you're not getting after those foundational skills. Mm -hmm. And I want to stay there for a second because everyone listening to this, they're the type of people who want those next levels. Like they dream about, envision, and believe that it's available to them to, to reach that highest potential, all the while not realizing that they are sabotaging that journey with exactly what you're talking about by skipping over these major categories and focal points in order to achieve that success or even to ever get that joy at the top of your pyramid that essentially will make it all worthwhile. You Mm -hmm. know, like you could do all the things, but if you're not enjoying the process, you know, what's it all for? So I think this is a, an area I would love for you to unpack a little bit more because it's so important and it also doesn't get paid enough mind by typically by the people that I, you know, we're speaking to today. So what role does health play in, in even being able to achieve that success and break it down for us a little bit further, like those different levels of the pyramid, how do you tap into those things when you're on autopilot as an entrepreneur pushing for the next goal? How do you kind of hit the brakes and say, hold on, we're going to change the way we do things. And I know the people listening, like, you know, tactics too, like what things can they start to implement to make this more possible and available to them? Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you about five for five hours, just on those few questions. But um, I just want to say one thing as we dive into it is that I think as a cultural belief in entrepreneurship, and I think it's shifting. I really do think it's shifting is that hustle is the way to success. Just work your booty off and you're going to get there which is basically, you know, just driving yourself into the ground and you are going to hit a breaking point. And it's just not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And oftentimes I think that entrepreneurs have a disconnect, right? Let's just say like, oh, I have this, you know, back pain that's horrendous. I'm just going to treat it with ibuprofen or I have um, these constant tension headaches. I, I'm going to treat that with ibuprofen or chiropractic care or, you know, my knees, you know, all of these physical symptoms sometimes that I believe manifests itself in this notion of hustle. You got to slow the heck down, get those foundational pieces. So if we're not feeling in our prime every day, you know, how can we show up to coach a client and be 100% focused on them? How can we dive into a project um, when we're not feeling at our peak shape. So sometimes I really believe you don't know what you don't know. Um, And that's the beauty of going and starting to do some of this unpacking is all of a sudden you start to feel so amazing and you're like, whoa, I didn't even know that this, you know, was possible. But to speak to um, kind of looking at the lower pieces, you know, I had a client as just a great example. I think one of the greatest questions you can ask yourself is the question of why. If you find yourself falling victim to habits in health um, as a new, as an existing entrepreneur, as a new entrepreneur, um, just if you hit the pause button for a second and go like, why am I, you know, why do I find myself skipping breakfast? This is classic for a lot of entrepreneurs I work with is they just chug right through their day and don't eat. Mm. It's two o'clock. And I don't know if you have, I'm sure you have these conversations with clients too. 
it's two o'clock and they've realized they haven't eaten a meal and now they're ravenous. And so it's like whatever's closest is going to be consumed for that immediate hit of energy. And this is perpetual, you know, this is a cycle that they experience every day. So then what I love to do is just peel the parts away. Okay, well, why didn't you eat breakfast? Well, you know, I started meetings at 8 a.m. Okay, well, why didn't you prepare breakfast at 7? Well, I didn't really have a plan. Okay, well, why didn't you have a plan? Well, I didn't create the space for it okay, so if you didn't create the space for it, and it's just this deeper level of getting to the bottom of it and what it truly is, just like in our business, this is the number one root cause that I deal with is if we don't have systems in our businesses to keep consistent, we don't have success. Same Mm -hmm. thing happens in our life. If we don't have systems in place, which I know you're good at, I want to watch your Instagram stories too. I can see so many great skills that you and I have both worked on for years, But if we don't apply that same system mentality to the timing and management of our health when it comes to entrepreneurship, then we are going to keep, you know, skipping meals until 2 p.m. And so I really think that so much of it is just shifting and treating ourselves like we would treat our businesses and become proactive instead of reactive. Mm -hmm. This just makes me think of so many of the people that I've encountered along the way that come to me thinking that they're missing something in their business. Like, ah, oh, maybe I just got to nail down that, that email list growth strategy, or I'm really not that great on social media, or I've got to be a better speaker. And then when we drill down and start to work through, like you talk about getting to that root cause, they don't want to accept the fact that so much of their limitation is stemming from something in a category of health, whether it's like you talk about like their mindset around it or even their mental health or their physical energy. Like, do you know what you are literally leaving on the table, including money, when Mm -hmm. you are dependent on caffeine to function and be a creative human being? It's like there is this uncorked potential in you that you are just leaving on the table because energy from caffeine is very different than energy that is generated from a healthy human being that's fueling their body properly. The end result in what that person can create and bring forth and how they can make an impact on the world is significantly different. It's the reason I've been caffeine free for the last year because I realized that when I was dependent on caffeine for those highs, I could only get so much out of myself versus when I removed that necessity and that attachment to caffeine and did the right things to allow my body to generate actual proper energy that I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a different human being in what I can do. So mm-hmm. that's something I'm just like so passionate about is people understanding like, what are you leaving on the table when you take these shortcuts? Well, and I, two things that come up for me when you say that is we love quantitative data, right? It shows us we're having success. When we start to do this work, the data is qualitative. How are you feeling? What is your energy scale when you wake up? What do you notice about your belief systems? That's really hard to shift a mindset of a a person, a woman 
because I work mostly with women, but to show a woman um, that if you slow down just a little bit to start to see that you have so much qualitative shift happening in your life, that they can start to trust the process a little bit more as well. But as entrepreneurs, we're like, tell me my P&L for the month, you know, how many email list subscribers join my list? And sometimes this work that is the most beneficial, both in our businesses and in our bodies, is the most unsexy work possible. But entrepreneurs, especially, I love them all. I am one, but they're like, oh, that crap's too easy. Like I'm above that. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do that simple work. And I love a quote by James Clear and I might butcher it a little, a little bit, but if you want to have excellence in your life, you have to fall in love with boredom and monotony. Mm -hmm. And I believe that a million and one percent. And I think what he's saying is that it's just those simple habits that seem unnecessary, that seem like you might be above them, that truly pave the way to excellence because you embed them as systems in your life. And that's what gives you more energy as you stop spending time in your life in areas that are not high leverage action. And that's both in your body and that's both in your business. And when you start to connect the dots there, um, that you're, you know, maybe you're spending so much time making all the coffee and how much could you do that and doing a little bit of meal planning or something like that. And you start to realize where energy is best, bested. Yeah. And I mean, you want to say you're above these things, then okay. Are you above Brendan Burchard or Oprah or Kevin Hart, who's a high performer in his field or LeBron James? Like these people have embraced exactly what we're talking about. Those not so sexy habits that create a very sexy output over time. These are the things that those people are doing. It's like consistency and that the things that seem monotonous and, you know, they're not the shortcuts, like they're not going to get you the quick result of, of chugging a coffee, but they get you the long-term sustainable result, results that you keep saying you want. So there's this, uh, you have to embrace something that's very challenging because it's not going to be a shortcut. And a lot of times I think in many things that entrepreneurs want to take that shortcut, they, they receive the validation from how many likes they got on that post right after they put it up or how quickly that, you know, that ad generated leads. Like they want to know, like, if I do this right now, will I get the result right now versus mm -hmm. how do I play the long game and ensure that I'm, I'm doing something sustainable, both for my business, but, and for my health. I would love for you to speak to this because you're a mom and so you're, you're juggling more than just entrepreneurship. Like there's so many different areas of your life as a wife and, and so many different things. Does this not also deeply impact how you show up in all the categories of your life? Yeah, absolutely. When you were talking that my motto came up to me, it came up in my brain when you were just speaking. And that is, I want to live every day feeling the most amazing. Like I, I just want to feel good every single day of my life. And that is within my control. There's going to be a lot in my journey that I cannot control. And feeling good is the one thing that I know I have the power to do every day. So that's why I choose to eat good. You know, all the, and I'm air quoting good, you know, whole food based for the majority. I enjoy my chocolate. I enjoy treats because that's part of sustainability. Um, but I know what, where my line is. And often people will say, oh, well, you don't like ever, you know, push it or, you know, 
eat ice cream? Like, absolutely I do, but I know my limitations. That's why I don't over drink and I might enjoy a glass of wine, but know that because all of those things allow me to wake up each morning feeling vibrant, ready to tackle the world and to show up for my kids and my husband. Mm -hmm. And if I am feeling crappy and low energy, then that's what I'm going to give to them. And that's what I'm going to give to my clients. And that's what I'm going to give to my business. And I don't think like life's too short to feel crappy. Right. <laughs> and we get to control that every single day. Um, so to your point, absolutely. It bleeds into everything. Everything is, is connected. Can you walk us through some good routines, whether it be like morning routine or around your work or things that can help us start to implement these consistency behaviors, primarily focused around health and mental health and how, what will yield that like good feeling result, like maybe your morning routine or things that you've walked clients through that we can kind of take the nuggets of wisdom that apply to us and, and implement it ourselves. Yeah, well, I'd love to share just a mindset reflection uh, because with entrepreneurs, the greatest thoughts, because I am a big geek on getting to the core of people's thoughts and clients' thoughts because there's a disconnect still for the majority of the population that thought determines reality and thought creates undesired or desired outcomes in our life, which is an entire another conversation. But the one that I think is the most limiting for entrepreneurs is if I take care of myself, my business will suffer. And so there is a, a deep belief there that if they spend even an hour of the day towards, you know, let's just say self-care for lack of a better word, which could be eating well, could be meditating, could be journaling, that it will impact their business in a negative way. So I think first you really have to get after that core thought that's holding you back and really ask yourself, is that true? Because I often find that it's that they haven't even dipped their toe in self-care yet to trust the process. So that's kind of tip number one is evaluate what's really inside your brain. Some specific routines um, that I think are just simple. I'm just such a proponent of starting simple. So for me, one of the food places that I think is the most amazing tip that I can give to um, any woman, not even just an entrepreneur, is just really start <laughs> when it comes to food. I'll just start with food. How about that? It's making sure that you're eating three meals a day that are balanced protein, carb, fat, and veggie present. And if that feels overwhelming, I just want you to start focusing on having a protein at every meal. And this seems like such a simple piece of the puzzle, but 100% of the women I start working with are not consuming enough protein. And as soon as we start increasing this in their daily routine, they start to feel more energy, more full. So they're experiencing less cravings. They start to feel uh, more strength. And this is a trickle down, you know, impact into wanting to make further and subsequent, you know, changes that are in a positive fashion. So get really curious about protein because protein is not easy to consume. It's the most challenging to prepare ahead of time. So it's really easy to just consume four clementines in the morning. And then in an hour, you beat yourself up because you're starving and you're like, but I just ate. Um, and that's because there's deficiency in that. And um, so that's, that's one area. So I want to pause and I think that's a, a big one. Um, and just kind of to piggyback on what you just said that I don't want to go unnoticed is that you said protein is a little tougher to prepare. So it's emphasizing the point that like likely to make this shift, you're going to have to step into preparation in many different ways. And one is in your food. And, you know, for us and our family, it's Sundays, you know, we 
well, right now we're quarantined, but in, typically we go to church on Sunday, we come home, it's just no work, family day, and we're cooking all day. We're cooking for the meals that day, but we're also cooking, anticipating the upcoming week. And it's fun. We put music on, we get the kids involved and it allows us to have that preparation. Cause I totally agree with you. Like if it is the reason people eat junk a lot of the times is because it's so readily available and it's so quick and easy. Like you don't have to cook it because it's so processed. It can just sit in a bag in your closet and be fine to eat. So things like protein, and it's so easy to just like grill 10 pieces of chicken all at one time. And then you have it for the whole week or to make sure that you like, we hard boil a bunch of eggs. Like that's a great, quick, easy, healthy, clean protein source to hard boil them in the moment is a pain in the neck. That's like a 30 minute commitment that you're, you know, getting them prepped and ready and then trying to peel them and whatever. If you just hard boil a dozen of them on Sunday that at one time, now you have them throughout the week. So uh, I just wanted to hit on that. Keep rolling because this is really good. Yeah. I love that you said that, which leads me into my next tip. I call it my grounding day, um, which is Sunday as well. But one of the main reasons entrepreneurs fail with, and, and I see, say entrepreneurs because that's your audience, but I just think this is a general gen pop discussion too, is that they don't have a system in place to merge together their life with their food. And so they treat them as separate entities. They compartmentalize them like life happens in this bucket and the way I fuel myself happens in this bucket. So I teach us a process where we really weave those together and I call it the grounding day, but we really evaluate what are the negotiables and non-negotiables in your life? How are you including the things that you desire? Because especially women live in this belief that, you know, there is not enough time for them to have what they want and do what they want. But the truth is they don't have a system in place to really evaluate their time to see where they're exhausting themselves in areas that don't matter. You know, the scroll hole. Um, I don't know. There's a million places that they could probably spend that don't serve them. But so just going back to your statement is even before that prep part is carving out the space and creating a system in your life that weaves together the business, the non-negotiables, what you absolutely need to do, what you want to do, and then yourself. And I like to think of it as like an aerial view of what's playing out. And then what you get to see is those days in your week that are really busy and you get to give yourself permission ahead of time to say, you know, I'm not cooking that day. I'm going to have these things X, Y, Z and available, or, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, I have a bit more time. The, the thing we sabotage ourselves and the expectation that I have to cook every single day, which is not true. But when we carve out the space to make all those decisions, we take the emotion out of the moment so that when it's lunchtime, we're not like, what are we going to eat? Instead, on Sunday, we've said, here's our three options. What's going to be enjoyable? Decision-making fatigue leads to failure often mm -hmm. when it comes to food. And the same with dinner. If we've made those decisions on Sunday, and you don't have to, I mean, to your point, some people really thrive in cooking all day Sunday. A lot of the clients I work with are like, that seems you know, horrible. But the Daunting, grocery store yeah. makes it so freaking convenient to buy pre-chopped everything nowadays. I mean, for goodness sake, you can get spaghetti squash already de-shelled and ready to heat up like that 
blows my mind. You can buy grilled chicken like already done and flash frozen. So there's so many options to like eliminate the barriers to success, but you still have to plan ahead. So those choices are made before emotion sets in, before you're angry with a client and you want to self-soothe with McDonald's or before you're, you know, exhausted by your kids and you want to just throw in the towel and have cereal. You've made a commitment to yourself prior to that moment. And by having that consistent system you come back to, you save so much time in your week because you've spent 15 minutes making those decisions instead of an hour from five to six where you're calling your husband like, what do you want? Oh, kids, what do you want? And so that's the thing. That's the, the flip of a switch that often happens with clients I work with was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much time I was getting back by committing myself to this process. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then what about, I know exercise is a little bit higher up in your, your pyramid, but Talk to us about that. And because I know there's so many different, I don't know, preconceived notions about exercise or ideas about how it has to happen, or a lot of people just kind of anticipating it sucking. Like they're like, oh God, I just don't want to do that. Like there's so many different forms of exercise. There's so many different ways to move your body in a productive way that's going to serve your your mind. And what I think will just to speak on this for a second, like will really appeal to our audience is the fact that trust me when I tell you on the days that you move your body, your mind will work very differently than on the days that you choose to be stagnant. And I'll let you break down what moving your body can look like, but my goodness, like how appealing is it to you to think I'm going to have more energy, I'm going to be more focused, and I'm going to come up with better ideas, and I'm going to have more clarity, and I'm going to be more creative. Like, those are all the things we dream of. It doesn't have to come in pill form. Like, this is available to you by going out and taking a walk or yeah. by jumping rope for five minutes. Like, these are the things that you can you can do any different kind of exercise and still reap that reward. So I'm done with my tangent. Go on. No, I love your tangent. I uh, totally agree. And I think part of the reason that, again, we don't have success when it comes to the fitness and movement part is we have uh, notions of what it should look like because we right. see all these other people doing all the things and we're very confused. And the reason I have it above food is I've worked with plenty of women that and men that have had extreme transformation in their physical body without exercising immensely or in some cases in the beginning at all because if we try to change all the things at once, then we often are not successful. And so I always start with the emotional and food pieces. Um, and then exercise falls into line when you start feeling better in your body. True, true enough. But I think the most important part of exercise is there is no right way and there is no wrong way. The only wrong way is not doing it. <laughs> I think the thing that you should focus on, especially for somebody that's maybe coming off the couch and isn't doing any movement is first, just focus on something that you're going to enjoy. You know, I coach CrossFit still. And one of the things I see often new CrossFitters come in and they'll say, well, my neighbor said that this is going to help me burn the most calories or she just really loves loves it and I want to give it a go. Like, yeah, that's fantastic. I love the community aspect, but if CrossFit, if you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to stick with it. If you don't right. love going walking, you're not going to keep walking. If you don't love boxing, you know, I'm not going to keep boxing. If you don't love at-home workouts, well, right now we're kind of all stuck in that space, but right. 
point being is you have to find joy in the movement you're doing in order for you to keep coming back to it. And so start with that. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Start with that. And from there, once you start the regular pattern and habit of movement and it starts to become a part of your identity, right? You crave it because you feel those results that you just mentioned. I always encourage people to stack it in the morning if possible, because then we reap the benefits of feeling good all day. And one that you didn't quite touch on is just happiness, right? Happiness that comes from doing movement in our brain. People who move are happier people. And so from there, I think there's lots of ideas out there. You know, you've got steady state movement, like long, slow runs or long, slow bikes. You've got high intensity movement that has benefits because that afterburn, you know, plays out longer in the day. And then you've got strength training. I just kind of put those into three buckets, to be honest, like all exercise. They all fall into somewhere, I think, in there. I just believe diversity is longevity. And if you're able to sprinkle in a little bit of those things consistently, um, then that behooves you in the long term. A little bit of resistance training could look like doing push ups and squats and just using your body weight. You know, a high intensity workout could be like going for a run and you know, every other light pole, you just up the intensity. And then that steady state could be just like a long, slow walk or a long, slow run. So I think that you have the capacity to change up your workout so easily, but mostly find joy in what you're doing. So you want to show up and do it every day. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm so glad you touched on the happy hormone part of it, because it's, it's an actual release of hormones that you can't drink in a cup of coffee or you can't, you know, just take in pill form that is so valuable and so uplifting. Like I know for me, when I'm feeling anxious with something going on in my business, or I'm like feeling that cortisol spike in my body, that's causing me, my brain to wander or for me to stress or like feeling the actual physical uh, manifestations of that stress and anxiety a high intensity workout is really good for me personally. I know mm-hmm. other people that need something to slow them down, like a yoga workout or a walk. Like you have to kind of, it's a little bit of trial and error too, like figuring out what speaks to you and what works for you in those moments. But goodness, like I wish you could bottle up that adrenaline that comes specifically from working out and, and keep that, you know, to be able to use outside of working out because I would, that if I would did a drug, that's what I would do because it, mm-hmm. it does feel so good and it does um, sustain you. And I, I remember going through a period after having one of my kids where I was just like really, really down and, you know, probably some postpartum and energy wise really down. I mean, you're not getting the level of sleep you should be getting. And then I still had work kind of as the monkey on my back and so many different things. And for whatever reason, I had, I kept pushing off working out. Like I was at a point where I could physically work out again after having the baby, but I just like I was so, sometimes it's this weird cycle of like when you're so down or you're so stressed or you're so busy that you don't do the one thing that could help relieve the stress and the busy and the anxiety and working out was that thing. And then I, I'll never forget the first day I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do a 30 minute workout. It was like night and day. Like I had been suffering for months with all of these symptoms and then I allowed my body to release that hormone once and I felt like a different human being. And I was so mad at myself that I waited so long because I was like, goodness gracious, like I could have been feeling this for the last few months that I've been like beating myself up and feeling tired all the time. I mean, the fact that that's available to you without having to buy anything, without having to hire anybody, like just move your body. So I wanted to emphasize that because I think it it's not a cure-all, but it certainly is a major leg up when you embrace it. 
Yeah, I would love to add on to that too. I have a client currently, she runs a social media marketing business and, you know, she's found herself falling into this entrepreneurial trap of serving her business over self first for years. And so that doesn't look like you gain 50 pounds overnight. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm just speaking to the physical piece that looks like, you know, five pounds a year over five years or 10 pounds a year. And all of a sudden you're like, how the heck did I get here? And so one of her struggles is she's got an at-home Peloton and sometimes that inability for us to pull ourselves out of the hole that you just mentioned is because all we're comparing ourselves to is our old self. You know, Mm -hmm. that 90 minutes I could, I used to be able to hop on the bike and do and kick booty now scares the crap out of me because I just, you know, I want to destroy myself about the fact that how did I let myself get here? And I think that especially to the people you're speaking to who have built a business who are now looking to grow and scale their business even more. This might speak to that brain. They're part of their brain. And when you're a high performing person, you have a lot of pride. And so you don't want to admit sometimes that you need assistance or that you failed. It's just this blind spot, right? You can't read the label from inside the bottle sometimes. I think that the motivation or the mindset shift can also be is I don't have to start with 90 minutes, right? I just need to get back on the bike for five minutes so I can feel that little hit and realize that what was, was still beautiful, right? That old version of me that could do 90 minutes. But if I want to get back to her, then I have to start with five. And then this week I'm going to focus on five and next week it can be 10. And then soon we start to build and grow and build and grow. Just like our email list subscribers, you don't overnight, you know, grow to a thousand. You start with five this week, 10 the next. And so I would just say that if you find yourself falling victim to that old mindset and story that, you know, you can never have that back or how did I let myself get here that that's okay. It served you well now. And let's just full speed ahead, look forward on what's the solution to the problem now. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Too often we pay more mind to things we wish we had or used to have or want to have versus what we, what's available to us if we just take that first step uh, and what we can create and manifest from taking some level of action. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that. So this has been so incredibly insightful and helpful And I want to give people, everyone's in such a different spot, right? You know, like there are different, there are people on here who are already embracing their health, but they could be doing it better. There are people who haven't, you know, even thought about themselves or their health in, in years. And it's like a daunting thought to even start. What could be something that is doable and attainable for anyone listening in that could be that one step they take today after listening to this episode? Like, go do this. Like anybody that is knows they need to be prioritizing their health so that they can uncork and uncap that potential and and see that growth that they really want to see and feel amazing. Can you give us something that we could go take a stab at today? Oh my gosh, that's such a loaded question because it is challenging with so many people in different spaces. Um, So I'm going to actually, I guess, answer it in two parts. Okay, we'll take that. Um, The first is if you want to start somewhere that I believe will benefit you the most long-term is evaluate your sleep. Mm. You know, we justify getting like, oh, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs, oh, I I get them six hours. That's not enough. 
Um, There's a lot of studies out there that show inflammation being one of the main biomarkers for, you know, life expectancy, increased life expectancy. And inflammation comes from our stress levels, which as entrepreneurs, we do a great job at keeping really high. Um, But inflammation also comes from the gut. And if we're spending more time resting and digesting and sleeping, we let all of that recover, let our cells do their job. And it might seem like you don't have the capacity for more sleep now, but even if you could just start getting one more hour, just challenge yourself and say, why am I not getting just, why can't, do I struggle to go to bed at 10 o'clock? What can I do to improve that? Am I at the end of the day, just so exhausted? I find myself binge watching Tiger King or whatever. I don't know if you've watched that show yet. I think that's the name of it. But are you binging because you're just like, that's a coping mechanism to your stress levels? Are you drinking so much wine at night because it's a coping mechanism? And just ask yourself, how can I get more sleep? So I would say that's maybe a a atypical answer. But for me, I think it's really the key to so much success. And I would add that it also helps you improve your food making decisions because when you are exhausted and it's two o'clock, your brain's giving you two messages or it's eight o'clock at night, let's say. Your brain is giving you a message. It's like, I am exhausted. I need one of two things. Either I need you to give me another hit of glucose, so sugar energy, so I can stay awake. But really wonder underneath it, it's saying is, go the heck to bed, (laughs) go to sleep. I'm exhausted. And so we misinterpret that go to bed and replace it with food often. So if we're getting more rest, some of those signals are more clear. Yep. That's perfect. And if people want to dive into that a little deeper, a resource that spoke to me and really helped me through that was, um, Sean, I'm going to space on his last name. The book is called sleep smarter, sleep smarter. I know that book too. Yes. Uh, So it's, do you remember his name? Why am I spacing? I don't remember Sean. I just wanted to call him the sleep doctor, but I don't think that's (laughs) it either. No, his podcast is, uh, the model health show. So, um, it's, it's Sean Henderson. Stevenson. 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 Yes. Okay. Yes. He's amazing. That's a great podcast. One of my favorites. Yeah. Very insightful. So this has been incredible. Can you tell us where people can come find you, learn more about you, learn more about um, your Feel Amazing programs and Feel Amazing Naked programs and everything that you have going? Because I know they're going to want to come check you out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you can visit feelamazingnaked.com and two things there. Uh, The podcast is available like you on all major platforms and uh, you're going to be a guest on that as well. And we talk to health and mindset and sustainability. I also, if you're curious and you're listening and you want to dive deeper into root cause work, I've done a lot of research with my clients over the last four years and really have isolated one of four root causes that a lot of women don't even know are their reason they're struggling and if you visit feelamazingnaked.com forward slash quiz they can take that quiz just less than five minutes and kind of they'll find out what's their main root cause and I give a lot of supporting materials from there awesome I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes so people can snag it and take the quiz Amanda you are awesome this was just it's so good so much solid guidance and I feel like people are just gonna like me completely connect and resonate with you so Thank you for your your wisdom and your time today. And it was an absolute honor to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate our time together. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, 
and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.